Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Hardcore Mortgage Podcast, uh, powered by or hosted by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage and MLS 2289. My name is John Kolb. I'm here with my uh, esteemed colleague, Harvey Freed, and the one and only Lisa Lawson. We are missing out on Becky Alley and Harry Glanz today, but you know what? Uh, lesser is better, in my opinion. So, guys, uh, big day today for the Fed. Uh, they're anticipating a three-quarter point rate hike, uh, but I think, I personally think that the market has already built that in, that we shouldn't see much volatility in the market today if the Fed does what they've been projecting to do. What say you? Yeah, I agree. I think the rates have actually started to stabilize. We've, we've seen a lot more um, stability, not these insane ups and downs on a daily basis like we had been seeing. And I think inventory is opening up. I don't know about you guys, but I got a ton of purchase agreements in, over the past week. So I think things are finally starting to loosen up. And I think right now, if you've been holding off and thinking this isn't the right time or you're not sure when the right time is, I think now is really a little bit of a sweet spot. And if you're interested in taking advantage of these, you know, more stabilized rates and obviously more properties coming on the market, pull the trigger, do it now. Yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, we say this time and time again, that if you could, if you could only afford it, a home at 2.875 to, to four, and uh, five and a half to six and a half is uh, outside your wheelhouse to be able to afford something, you probably shouldn't be getting yourself into a home. There's so many more expenses that come to owning a home than just your monthly mortgage payment. And you have to be able to uh, have that buffer in your monthly budget to be able to accommodate those because we want you to be successful homeowners. We do not want you to have to live paycheck to paycheck. We still want you to go out to dinner with your family, still uh, go on vacation with your family, still enjoy life. So, you know, like Lisa said, it is a great time. Rates are still low, uh, historically low. I mean, than then they have. We've been all spoiled over the last couple of years. So we really need to just get back to the basics of what we what we all what all three of us grew up doing. Right. A little bit higher interest rates, purchase market and uh, a lot of competition in the market. What's what do you think, Harv? I'll jump in with that too, John. Yeah, like I talked to a lot of first-time home buyers this year and really figuring out their budget. It's a little bit of a sticker shock. Some of the clients I spoke to, you know, they're paying $500 to $800 in rent. And now we're looking at $1,500 house payments. But as you mentioned, John, there's a lot of other costs involved in home ownership. You are going to get the water bill, whether it be quarterly, the gas bill, the electric bill. We've seen these utilities go up recently. Uh, families also, of course, always got to have that high-speed internet access. And there's a lot of bills that start piling up. And sometimes you have to change your lifestyle. Um, I, I wish I, I'm not uh, anything different than anyone else. Uh, change my lifestyle as um, I've definitely um, have seen it at the pumps a little bit more for me. As I drive around, I'm always driving to closings or real estate offices. And the cost of living has gone up. So the effect on the interest rate really shouldn't bother you. You've already budgeted. If you haven't spoken to a real mortgage professional who can go over all these different things, not only the debt to income ratio, but your overall budget, that's where we really think that it, a lot of power lies in your transaction. And we see more successful transactions if you break it down with your lender. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you get with your, what, we, what do we say every single time? Get with your team, get with your realtor partners, get with your uh, mortgage lenders. Make sure that you're, you're getting everyone's piece of advice on what the best thing to do. Time and time again, including last night, I heard someone say that, oh, I'm waiting for the bubble to burst. There's no housing bubble that's going to burst. It's just not going to happen, okay? It is, it's, will the values go down a little bit? 
Sure, possibly, but they're not going to go to sub- down substantially like, like they did in 2008 to 2010. That, that, there are too many precautions in place. Um, the lending and the underwriting criteria is much greater than it used to be to make sure that people can actually afford these properties and uh, succeed. And that's, that's always a good thing. You want to be able to walk down the street, see those clients that you close, walk up, shake their hand, give them a hug. You don't want to have to worry about, oh, my gosh, that person foreclosed and, you know, they probably should have never got into that home. We're doing the things that we need to do to make sure people are successful. And that's what we need to keep on uh, focusing on. Get these other ratty lenders out of the business that are just out there just to make money. We're here for the long haul. Been doing it, you know, myself, 25 years. You're definitely over 25 years. I'm 30 years this year, this year. I'm not sharing because I don't want to figure out my age. Oh, so, well, <laughs> oh there's a lot of those out there, John. You know, you bring that up. The only people that don't think experience is important is the people that don't have any experience. Correct. So I talk about experience. I don't know about the timeline is as important, 20, 30 years. What are your experiences in buying and selling real estate? How can you help set up a give confidence to a buyer in today's marketplace, especially if they're still, you know, with the interest rates going up and they're still overpaying, overpaying or overbidding and giving appraisal guarantees of ten dollars to $20,000. Um, but we did catch a glimpse in the last couple of radio shows we've done. We've heard from the real estate agents that really have a pulse on this. And they said, yeah, Harvey, it's not 25 offers anymore. It's more like five to 10 offers on these gorgeous homes that are always going to have multiple bids on them. So the multiple bids are coming in. Buyers need to be confident as they make offers. And um, it's really what we're going to be talking about again this Saturday on the Hardcore Mortgage Show. And as we continuously try to educate all the young and first-time home buyers out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, speaking of the Hardcore Mortgage Radio Show on Saturday mornings, heard on 97.1 FM from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m., we will be joined by the one and only Renee Acho Lacia or Renee Lacia Acho, excuse me, and uh, in her valuable team. Uh, they know so much about what's going on in this local uh, Metro Detroit market. Uh, they take the time to be completely educated and make sure that they're giving all their people the best advice possible. So we're excited to have them on, have them join us again, and uh, to hear Renee spit uh, all the knowledge that she has uh, built up over all her years in the business. And once again, we won't talk about how many years she's been in the business because she looks like she's 21. (laughs) Yeah, John, we also see that um, this time of year, there's a different group of buyers that come out. Sometimes it's that group of buyers that are like, you know what, they've made the decision that they're going to get the kids into a different school district or that they're going to move into a different home because the kids are starting to go to the high school. And it, it does bring an interesting time of the year where the next couple of weeks, we're going to get a whole bunch of buyers like that. And we are seeing more and more families that are starting to feel that the end of summer is near, which means that they might consider getting their house on the marketplace. So looking forward to hear what Renee has to say about the up and coming inventory, uh, the multiple bid situation and how the next few months is going to shape up. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, I, I remember it was probably five, seven years ago, Harv, that um, we, I, I felt like fall was busier than the summertime. And I feel like, I feel like that might actually happen again, where we're busy all the way fall through, you know, basically uh, Christmas, New Year's, and then a little, a little reprieve from January to February while people hunker down and, uh, you know, battle the snow, but, uh, and then back to, back to it. So maybe this is the year where it breaks back to what the old fashioned uh, market used to look like, where people did want to enjoy their summers 
and not worry about moving and worried about moving in the fall where they had time to put their kids in that new school district or not. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. A few years ago was one of my, um, actually, I think it was four years ago and five years ago, my two of my busiest years, my busiest months were September, October, November. So I do feel like we're almost going to possibly see that shift again this year. And if it's not this year, I think it'll probably happen next year. I know I myself, like I said, I've got, I came until I think I got seven or eight purchase agreements over the weekend. That's a lot for just a couple of days. So we were having a pickup for sure. I think people are having a slightly easier time getting offers accepted. You know, it used to be that my poor buyers were putting in 10, 12 offers before they got one accepted. Now they're putting in two, three, four offers. So I think it is getting a little easier out there. And I think, um, you know, we're going to see that, that because of that, people are going to start getting purchase agreements that may have been looking for a long time. And we're going to have a lot of closings, and a lot of people moving into homes this fall. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and it's an exciting time, right? It's, it is, absolutely. You know, you, you get to you get a different look at the house, right? You get the house uh, kind of decorated for the fall. Pumpkin spice have, everything. Right, maybe <laughs> giving gets you a new perspective on what the neighborhood might right. like for for the holidays, and it kind of is a uh, is good on everything. Right. So, um, yeah, it's it's just an exciting time. We we talk about it all the time. That just making sure that you get. Uh, your pre-approval with us so that you're always prepared. The good thing about a pre-approval with us, unlike the other uh, other companies, is that we don't we don't take any hostage money. Like Harry always says, our pre-approvals are for free. We uh, we make sure our, we do our due diligence. We do ask you that we run our, your credit. We uh, get your documents from you. We analyze your documents. We run it through the underwriting engines to make sure that you're going to get approved. We can even do a full blown. Uh, pre-approval through uh, an actual underwriter so that all we're waiting on is title and uh, appraisal, quick close. Uh, we have so many different options to make it smoother, easier, and quicker so that we're kind of moving down multiple roads at the same time and not just, oh yeah, ran your credit, you're good. Call me, call me within the next year if you ever find a home. We're constantly in contact, making sure you know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I know I'm always following up with people. I know Harvey is too saying, hey, what can I help you with? Have you found a house yet? Do you need an estimate? You know, how's the house hunting going? I know we all do that here because um, we want to make sure that our buyers are comfortable with with the transaction and that they don't feel like they've been neglected. They don't have any questions. We want to make sure that, you know, when they're at the closing table, they feel like all their questions have been answered. They're excited to purchase this home. You know, nobody wants, it's the biggest transaction usually of the majority of people's lives. And I don't want anyone to feel anxious about that. So I think we all do our best to keep the lines of communication open and, and make sure that everyone has all the answers that they've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on, what uh, what do you guys foresee for uh, the month of August? Do you see? Do you foresee more and more purchase uh, people putting their houses on the market, or do you see more and more buyers out there looking? I'm seeing more and more pre approvals coming out the door right now, so I'm hoping that means that there's more and more houses being put on the market. Yeah, I'll right. jump into that one real quick. Um, a little of both out there. Um, some stinkers, some families probably wanted to dress up their homes over this summer. So you are seeing some of the uh, homes that were a little bit less desirable, maybe haven't been updated yet. Um, also, we've seen a little bit where we get this when the inventory picks up. Sometimes it's homes that are on main roads. Um, again, not always appealing to everybody. Um, some of these main road homes are ranches that sit back a little bit further. And so we are seeing more and more homes on the marketplace without getting too much into the quality of the inventory, uh, the lending side of things. Yes, families need to consistently get themselves approved for these mortgages ahead of time. Still a little bit of a shocker out there that so many people are trying to purchase a home without selling their current one and they don't qualify. So we've got to get families to qualify. Again, 
Um, we got to get them a sense of uh, confidence that they know that they can have their house sold contingent upon them finding another house. And then they're able to do the both of the the uh, closing simultaneously and put something together that makes sense for all parties. And I've got a real good success story on something like that, Harvey, where the less desirable homes. Right. So I was, yeah. I was enough to walk through a house that I, uh, I helped finance uh, yesterday. And um, this home uh, was a home that was uh, under like, being renovated. All right. Great home, great neighborhood, just being renovated. The guy kind of ran out of money. The people buying the home were putting uh, 30% down on the, on the purchase, but they didn't want to put an offer in on the home until they could find out whether or not they could get it. Did we need a renovation loan? How did we need to go forward? We were fortunate enough to be able to run the loan through, find out that we were able to get a property inspection waiver, which means no appraisal needed. And, uh, and then they could purchase this home with the money down and fix it up on their own, which they wanted to do and, wow. you know, and get in. So it was a real nice success story. It was able to do things the right way. It's, it's, you're not going to get that by calling up a bank, by calling up uh, a call center that we have in our area. You're not going to get that kind of preferential treatment that's going to get you answers to kind of what kind of financing you can do based upon the situation that you want to get yourself into. That's where you need to pick up the phone. You're not going to get it from an app. You aren't. You got to pick up the phone. You got to talk to to Harvey, to Lisa, to Becky, to myself, and we'll be able to walk you through what we can do to figure out the best route. And it may have come down to that house would have needed an appraisal no matter what. They, the renovation loan would have been too expensive, so maybe they make a pass on it. That's also a decision that we can help you make. But we got good answers. They're so excited. They've got a new baby. She's beautiful. And uh, they're fixing up this home, making the, making the nursery, and uh, they're really excited. That's a great success story. So it's all about doing your homework and working out, working it out with your team, your your uh, your your people, and making sure you're good. So, what else do you guys got before we finish this up in the next uh, couple minutes? I can dive into the FHA purchase I was working on. I always like to talk about true stories and true examples out of what's going on. And we had a transaction, and uh, we're moving forward. And sure enough, the FHA appraisal came back, and there's peeling paint and exposed wood on the. Uh, the crawl space and in the basement windows. And this is a really easy fix. So I always like to throw it out there if any real estate agents catch our radio show. This is something that should be done before the FHA appraiser gets to the home. Sure enough, our buyer was willing to spend a couple hundred dollars and go buy the proper equipment um, and tape and paint and scrape the, uh, the old paint off and left, uh, left it in a really nice condition so it's able to pass an FHA inspection. Again, more honesty, having real estate agents talk to about the condition of the property, having our buyers prepared if they do have to make an FHA offer, have them have the confidence to know what they're looking at and have that conversation with them about that the house needs to have certain credibility or um, certain things are efficiencies. In other words, we always talk about the basic, the handrail, the health and safety issues and the handrails that have to be up. These are all minor things that can delay a transaction and sure enough, it's going to take us, it did take a few days to get the painting done, uh, but now we're moving, we're back on track on the file. But a nice reminder that FHA and Fannie and Freddie Mac still require health and safety items to be fixed up and that the house is presented in the best possible way. Yeah, just to piggyback off that, I had a appraisal come back as is, um, and it was a conventional loan. I think it's like 35, 40% down. Um, did not get a PIW, had to get an appraisal, came back as is, meaning no repairs were required on the appraisal. However, the under um, the appraiser noted pictures 
um, of a, it looks like a, a bathroom leak that had just happened mm. um, and a little bit of exposed wiring in a storage area, even though it was made as is. So I, we warned everybody just because it's an as is appraisal does not mean that we're in the clear and sure enough, it went into underwriter and the underwriter cited those things because they are health and safety issues. So a lot of times people are like, oh, it doesn't need to be fixed. It's conventional. It doesn't need to be fixed. It's conventional. That is not the case. If there's any health or safety issue um, whatsoever does not mean that it's a pass because it's conventional. You know, we can't have exposed wiring and you can't have water dripping down because the shower started leaking the very morning that the appraiser went there. There were literally towels on the floor slapping up the water. So those are things that are what had to be repaired. And sure enough, the underwriter required those things to be to be, you know, repaired and evident. So, you know, make sure that it obviously in, in this case, the leak happened hours before the appraiser got there. There was nothing anybody could do. But kind of to piggyback off Harvey, if you know that something like that is going to be an issue, you know, have your sellers you know, try to motivate your sellers to repair those. So you could have, you know, a, a smooth closing and a smooth transaction. There you go. Yeah. And that circles back to what we were just talking about, right? Yep. Fannie Mac, Freddie Mac, all the, whoever's going to be purchasing the loans, Fairway, our, our parent company, they want people to be a successful homeowner. So they don't want you jumping into a situation that you're just going to be behind the eight ball right away. Like a, a, a leak that you didn't know about. So maybe the, the seller has to fix it real quick. They might not have to fix the drywall patch or anything right. like that at least have to fix the leak so that it's not leaking anymore. And that is a servicing thing. That is to make sure that you're getting into the home as a successful homeowner and that everything that is foreseen has been taken care of. The unforeseen things that happen to all of us, they're going to come and go as, as, uh, as being a homeowner. It also protects the collateral, something like a water leak like that. I mean, if that's not repaired, you know, the, I mean, water can do some crazy serious damage, lead to mold, lead to mildew, lead to so many other problems. So those things have to be, you know, promptly dealt with. So absolutely. You know, we got closed. Actually, we're clear to close and we're closing Friday. So it's all good. There you go. Great news. Great news. Well, I think that'll wrap it up, uh, wrap it up for us all. Right. Once again, a hardcore mortgage podcast sponsored by Capital Mortgage Funding, powered by Fairway Independent Mortgage and MLS 2289. Please catch us on the radio show this coming Saturday. You will not want to miss this one. Uh, it is with Renee uh, Lacia Acho and her uh, esteemed team and how great they do uh, in our area. We want to make sure that you guys get the good news and the great uh, great information that she's going to pass out. It's 97.1 FM, Hardcore Mortgage Radio Show from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Saturday. What is that? Uh, the 30th, uh, July 30th. Yes. Thanks for today. Make sure to catch us on Saturday. Roberto, we're out. <laughs>